Hello and welcome to a time of edification with Carousel Ministry. Get ready to be edified and equipped to edify others. Ready? Let's begin. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, one of the things you need to realize when it comes to the things of the Spirit, or particularly when it comes to spiritual assignments, is this. And I think I've said it to you guys before that the point when there is an awareness of the assignments is not the point when you are commissioned to do it hallelujah glory to jesus that you know what god has told you to do does not mean it is time to do it yet hallelujah and so oftentimes they're not you see people who know what god's plan is for their lives but the problem is this is that you can jump too early and do it wrong glory to jesus so of a truth your assignment as moses is to deliver israel but if you do it too early you will kill an egyptian hallelujah glory to jesus and the same people you are trying to save will turn against you are we together guys are you with me so there is a time to know what god would have you do and there is a time to be commissioned for what god would have you do hallelujah glory to jesus and so for some of you here you already know the things god would have you do it's clear you have a conviction in your heart You've received it by visions of the night. You've received it by dreams of the night. But now here is the thing. You've not yet been commissioned. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So the assignment is there. But the enablement is not there yet. Hallelujah. Those are one of the things you will receive in today's meeting. You see, I want to teach you something. You see, one of the ways to receive in a meeting is to open up your hearts to any possibility. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You see, oftentimes the reason why people don't receive in meetings is they stereotype their hearts to receive a certain way. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. One of the things that we're going to have today is an impartation by the word. Hallelujah. Expect to have the power of God hit you as you listen to the word. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. It's called the supernaturalness of speaking, yeah? You see why it's called the supernaturalness of speaking. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You guys are sounding so cold. Say, my heart is ready to receive. There's a way to talk when your heart is ready to receive. You say, my heart is ready to receive. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So you see, don't, don't be too comfortable sitting down. Are you with me? Don't be too comfortable sitting down. When the word comes, at some point you jump up. Hallelujah. At some point you rejoice. Glory to Jesus. At some point you shout. Hallelujah. It's in response to the word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say God's word is supernatural. Say God's word is supernatural. Say, my life is supernatural. Say, my life will yield the results of God's word. By the power of the Holy Ghost. My life will yield the results of God's word. Ah, no, you guys are not sounding. You're not sounding. sounding cold. My life will yield the result of God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Please have your seats. Most of Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, I see the vision of a road. I see the vision of a road. And um, on, in that vision, I see um, a lot of people moving on that road. But then I see the figure of someone who seems to take a detour. To seem to take another road. And here's what the Spirit of God will have me let you know. You see, you don't take decisions because people are taking it. You don't take decisions because, you know, that's the smartest thing to do. You take decisions because that's what God has led you to do. 
and you see it won't matter if the path you are taking or the road you are taking isn't the same you know that a lot of folks around you or um a lot of folks you know or a lot of folks you respect or a, fo- a lot of folks who probably even look up to you it's okay if the road that you take is not exactly the kind of road they will take but as long as it is the leading of god's spirit for you to follow that road follow it through you know because at the end of the road i see a shining light i see a shining light that's not very apparent during the journey on the road so what i see is that as you walk on the road things are going to look a little bit dark and gloomy they're going to seem a bit lonely as well but keep walking keep walking keep walking as you continue to walk things will become clearer and clearer and lo the light that stands at the end of the road you will see but you will not see until you walk towards it more and more and more and i see that along the road i see fear i see, i just sense fear in my heart as you walk down that road for some of you you're just about taking the turn onto that road for some of you you're on that road already for some of you, you don't even know that the road exists but for those on the road already i see i sense a form of fear and trepidation in your heart before now you've known clearly what exactly it is god would have you do but as a reason of influence is around you are beginning to second guess it is this really the plan of god for me is this really the will of god for me you are beginning to second guess should i do this or should i do that when clearly the spirit of god has told you what to do no the spirit of god is telling me to tell you to repent repent and stick with what i've called you to do don't go back don't go back you started already in my will don't go back you started already by my spirit don't go back you started already by the leadings i give you by the words i give you and the directions i give you don't go back stay with it stay with those leadings for daring is my blessing stay with those leadings for daring is what i've told you to do and you have the ability and the capacity to do the same and you see the reason is beginning to seem as though the favor to do the things that god has told you to do initially is no longer there is because you are looking towards the wrong thing since the spirit of god you are beginning to look at other things you are looking at what your mates are doing you are looking at what folks your age are doing you are looking at what other people who are doing the same thing like you are doing no that's not what i asked you to do stay with what i called you to do stay with my leading for you stay with my plan for you stay with my purpose for you for lost those thus says the spirit of god glory to jesus hallelujah praise god Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, I'm never confused. See, I'm never confused. You're not speaking like you're in the supernatural of speaking. See, I'm never confused. I'm never confused. I always know what to do. By the Spirit of God. Nothing dies in my hands. You should say that louder. Say, nothing dies in my hands. Nothing dies in my hands. All that God has given to me will stay alive and will prosper. Say, nothing dies in my hands. Say, those visions will prosper. Those visions will grow by the power of the Holy Ghost. Nothing dies in my hands. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. There's someone here you've been contemplating. There's, there's been a business idea that's been on your heart for a while now. A business idea on your heart for a while now and the reason you've not you know thought to jump at it is because it doesn't seem very lucrative what seems lucrative right now for you is to get a job and not a business you, you already have a job but you know of course you're planning to get better jobs and do better but there's a business idea that has been locking around in your mind of late and you're contemplating whether or not to consider it who is the person who is the person the business idea don't be scared. It doesn't matter how. So don't be scared that even I raise your hand now. People will now look at you and say, oh, you're supposed to start a business or you're supposed to start a business, something like that. Don't be scared. Who is the person? Okay. You. All right. Um, listen to me. 
Hallelujah. So it's the supernaturalness of speaking. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. You know, um, the reason I'm, I've been saying glory to God again and again is I feel a drag in my spirit not to start yet. Hallelujah. But I can't place what exactly it's about. I can't. Anyways, I trust the Spirit of God to lead me as time goes on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. But please, I want you to be particularly responsive in this meeting. Glory to Jesus. Amen. A lot of things are going to happen as God's word is taught. Are you with me? A lot of lives are going to be blessed as God's word is taught. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. There's going to be quite some direction as God's word is taught. Hallelujah. So, open your hearts to receive in that direction. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. There's someone here. You've recently been having, I don't want to call it nightmares, but recently you've been having, I'll call it bad dreams. It's not as severe as nightmares, but your dreams these days have been a bit funny. Who is that person? All right. Amen. Now, all these things I'm calling like this, hopefully I don't forget to pray for you guys, but maybe like 20 minutes before. Maybe someone should just send me a note before the ending of the meeting. Do you understand? So that I don't forget. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Alright. So let's go right into God's word. Genesis 1 and verse 3. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Alright. So Genesis 1 and verse 3. So it's the supernaturalness of speaking. And let me just say the aim of this meeting. Um, the aim of the meeting is to make you value your words the more. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. But much more than making you value your words the more, one of the things that's going to happen in this meeting is that you are going to learn how to direct your life by words. Because one of the things you're going to learn is that words rule the world. You know, a particular philosopher said, who run the world? Girls, but it's not girls, it's the word. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. One of the things you're going to see is that it's words that run the world. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And a man who will walk in God's plan is going to be a man that speaks. A man that speaks. So, Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3. Everybody, we are going to read together. Open your Bibles. As I've always said, this screen is not for you, it's for me. So, Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3. Are you there? Are you there? Someone is wondering, where is Genesis? <laughs> this is well. Alright, so everybody, we read together. 1, 2, go. It says, in the beginning... Wait, wait, wait. Are you guys eating? Are you fasting? Yes or no? You are fasting, I mean. Maybe they are fasting. No, not like I don't believe they are fasting or like it's a shocker or anything. It's just, I mean, I mean, I would know that Mibel will fast, of course. Do you understand? But I know you are fasting, but please speak out. <laughs> are we together? So, everybody, Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3. Everybody together, one to go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. He says, let there be light and there was light. Now, uh, one of the things that you must learn about the creation story, one of the things that you see as you go through the creation story is, of course, this is the creation of the world. Hallelujah. And what that means is that before this time, nothing existed. Hallelujah. 
glory to Jesus. Before this time, nothing existed. And I want that to sink into your head very well. That this is the creation of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And there are three things that I want you to pay attention to that matter in a place like this. For nothing to have existed before this time, it means that the mere ability to see the possibility of something existing is a miracle. You see, when you have a man who has been exposed, or for example, let me put it this way. The extent of a man's imagination is a function of what he has explored. Or is a function of what he has come across. There is a reason why inventions are not popular. It's because not every man has the ability to dream of something he has not seen before. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You see, the mere ability to see the possibility of something outside your realm is in itself a miracle. And so, while, I mean, oftentimes when we look at Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3, oftentimes the fastest thing we see, or the first thing we see, oftentimes, is that, you know, God said, let there be light, and there was light. The more important thing to see there is that in a state of utter darkness, in a state where all that has ever existed was darkness, God could conceive the ability of light. Or God could conceive the possibility of light. That's the first thing to see. Before you begin to talk about the miraculous ability of making light appear, the first thing you must be able to see is this, is that in a state of darkness, God was able to conceive the possibility of light. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? And now, not just does he conceive that possibility of light, the possibility or that conception in his mind now drives him to do something about it. It's not, I mean, it's no big deal if you can think about something huge or humongous or something practically impossible. But then it becomes different when that idea or that ideology now does what? Now drives you to do something. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? And now, that's not all. Having driven you to do something which is in this context to speak, light appears. Now, you you might not understand how important it is for light to shine out of darkness until you realize that there was actually nothing that existed before this time. So, when we say that in the beginning, God created light, or in some versions it says light be, what it means is light came out of darkness. Light came out of nothing. There was nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. The problem with us most of the time is we think of it as there was touch light in the darkness. Just that. And so when God said light be, just that in the background, there was just some light source that is not so obvious. And then the light just did da. No. Hallelujah. Light came out of nothing. Nothing. Light just appeared. Hallelujah. And so you see, one of the workings of God in a man or in the minister of the gospel or in the believer as well is the ability for the believer or the man in Christ to call forth something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. It is within the God kind or it's a nature of the God kind to see an atmosphere of impossibility or to see an atmosphere where basically impossibility exists and to call forth a possibility that is contrary to what you are seeing and it comes to pass. That in itself is a trait that makes God God. And that is an ability exclusive to men who carry God on the inside of them. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? Now, let me 
don't want to run past my notes and so one of the things you see in the book of genesis interestingly is not just about the creation of the world but the order with which things are created in the world you know i find it very interesting that the way god decided to create things in the world is by speaking and that's why you see consistently throughout genesis chapter one um, throughout genesis chapter one the creation story he says he would say for example if he wants to create uh i don't know trees of the field what does he say he says and god said let there be hallelujah and then the trees of field are created uh some other time you would want to create this maybe fishes in the sea and then he says let there be and those things are created hallelujah even up to when he created man the first thing he did was to say what let us create man have you ever wondered why it was important that he said it i mean if you want to create man just create him what was the point of speaking hallelujah glory to jesus hallelujah i'm going to show you that very soon why was it important for god to speak but more importantly what you see is that in god's order of creation or in the way god creates things or he makes things happen on the earth he speaks hallelujah glory to jesus let me say this and it might sound a bit controversial but let me say this you see the way god actually acts or the way god works is that he speaks in the real sense of it god really does not actively do a thing i'm going to show you very soon god really does not actively do a thing the way he actually works or his modus operandi is actually to do what to speak but here is the thing because of his providential nature when god speaks everything begins to align with what he has said are we together guys do you understand me so god in himself does not need to make something actively happen no when he speaks a word the entirety of creation goes after the word he has said and they begin to bring what he has said to come to pass out together guys do you understand me so for example go to isaiah chapter 55 go to isaiah 55 and verse 11 isaiah 55 and verse 11 isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11 some people are wondering where isaiah is some people have not opened isaiah this year say table of content page 900 now isaiah 55 and verse it's not efficient so it's not fast to open it was official now philippians or colossians see i am in christ <laughs> amen isaiah 55 and verse 11 we're going to read together everybody want to go it says so shall my word be that god ah what's happening people of god amen isaiah 55 verse 11 want to go so shall my word be that god fall out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto i sent it hallelujah he says so shall the, the word be that goes out of my mouth it will not return unto me void it will accomplish that which i please hallelujah glory to jesus so you see the primary way god works is to speak are we together guys are we together guys the way he works is to speak but when you understand that the entirety of creation goes after his word then you understand why he doesn't really need to do anything are we together guys when he speaks a word everything follows everything follows and so for example you see the salvation plan genesis 3 and verse 15 and then he says after man of course had already sinned at four um, falling in the garden what does it say it says i will put enmity between the seed between thy seed and the seed of the woman and he says what he says the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman but now pay attention to something very interesting that 
by that declaration alone that that god made in the garden of eden we began to see man and situations align towards the fulfillment of that prophecy hallelujah for example you see a man like joseph do you realize that throughout the travel of joseph or throughout the story of joseph in the bible do you realize that we hardly see any interaction of joseph with god check it there was never really a time when we see that joseph prayed or never was there really a time when we see that god gave you know like god called out joseph like he called out abraham and showed him a vision in the night or something like that no so we do not necessarily see any active participation of god in joseph's life yet what do we see we see that by providence joseph's life begin joseph's life begins to rea- realign for the sake of what for the sake of the preservation of jacob's lineage through which the messiah will be born are we together but then how did that happen fundamentally it happened because god spoke a word what word did he speak that salvation will be made available to mankind are we together in the speaking of that word everything that would ever happen to bring about that plan to come to pass had happened are you with me see if this is the only thing you get in this teaching that's the most important that god speaks a word and things fall in place that is his way of acting so god doesn't act by you know you, you pray you pray and then you know and then god now says ah for your sake i'll move my hand you know i, I heard a very funny prayer point a while ago said person said if you thank god for his finger <laughs> you see his hand if you thank god for his hand you see his hand. has anybody heard that kind of thing before you've not heard it before ah you are lucky you you don't even want to know where i heard it that's the funny thing <laughs> said, if you see god's finger so like now i wanted to ask now how do you know the difference between the hand and the finger like finger is when it gives you maybe na pep but then if it gives you maybe a, i don't know a 20 20 bends say ah this is the hand of god then what's the arm gives you a private jet say ah there is glory man <laughs> hallelujah glory to jesus but what you see from scripture is that the way god acts is by speaking and when he speaks everything begins to align for that sake hallelujah you know you see even in jesus i hope you realize that even when god act- actually came to the scene as a man that's in the story of jesus i hope you realize that everything that men did was of their own accord and this is a very interesting story when it comes to predestination and foreknowledge and understanding god's sovereignty because the way people often see that story is that they see it as god made men kill jesus are we together guys they make it look like god made no but you see it's in the wisdom of god and in the providence of god that the activities that men do voluntarily can lead to the will and purpose of god hallelujah such that joseph's brothers are annoyed with joseph pissed off with him and so in their own mind of a truth you think they didn't have any good wish for they just wanted to kill the man are we together they just wanted to kill him and lest you think that when reuben came when reuben too came and said you know what let's not kill him you know let's it wasn't it wasn't that god whispered into reuben's ear and then he said no make sure you don't know it was just let's not kill our brother do you understand I want to save him so let's put him in a pit do you understand my point but you see the wisdom and providence of god is this is that in the things that men do by themselves voluntarily god's plan and purpose can come to pass are we together guys see when you understand this you understand the reason why god can make those things he has told you come to pass in seconds 
that men can of their own will voluntarily in doing their own desires bring to pass the purpose and plan of god for you are we together so men in themselves were to them they were just torturing a an apostate they were torturing let me see who would, they were torturing an heretic that's what they count they counted jesus to be an heretic a miscreant that's what he was a political miscreant causing problem up and down and so to them they were carrying out the law do you understand me to them they were carrying out the law anybody who teaches such a thing what will happen we will hang him on the cross do you understand me so they were just practicing the law little did they know that by them hanging him on the cross what had they done he had fulfilled the sacrifices of the law are we together guys and such that by killing him just by killing him naturally that we just want somebody to suffer they had no idea that they had initiated the greatest plan to humanity are we together guys are you with me guys but in all of these things what do we see god spoke are we together guys god spoke in fact people often think that you know as i said before i've heard you know very funny stances i've heard for example someone say that um that it was god they tried to put it in such a way and they said god killed jesus have you ever heard that line before god killed jesus now let me show you something through the book of acts just to clear that because and 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 the reason why those kind of stances are very are very interesting is because even the people who hold such stances are actually theologically sound like when you hear them teach if you don't know the word you most likely fall for it because it makes a lot of sense then they use explanations like for god so loved the world that he gave so they tell you that the giving what was the giving he gave him to die are we together so in giving him to die what does it mean you know and then they now say for example that the entire wrath of god he puts it on him that all of the wrath that god had from genesis all the way down do you understand see when jesus came god took all of that rock together he mixed it together in a cup and then he poured it on him and this one that jesus even said i'm about to <laughs> you know he said can you be baptized with the cup so it was that would have been a joke you know <laughs> hallelujah look at acts chapter 2 and verse 24 acts chapter 2 and verse 24 glory to jesus acts chapter 2 and verse 24 he says whom God okay let's start from verse 22 he says ye men of Israel he says hear these words Jesus of Nazareth a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs he says which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves also know he says him being delivered by the determinate counsel pay attention he was delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God but notice what he says after he says you have taken and by wicked hands who you have crucified and slain are we together guys so when we talk about the death of jesus who killed jesus men are we together are we together but now let's see god's involvement he says whom god has raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it are we together guys are we together but listen how did god raised jesus from the dead from the dead simple if you would pay attention in the old testament prophecies had been given that spoke about the resurrection are we together guys so by the very utterance that god made through the mouth of the prophets that this man will go to hell but he's going to rise up after a while are we together by that very utterance was the surety that jesus will be raised from the dead are we together guys do you understand me so what you should understand is you know when you understand god is outside time he doesn't act based as a reaction are we together so it's not god doesn't if you have a god who does things in response to what man does he's not god are we together 
god has to be god has to be proactive to be god he needs to have seen everything beforehand all right and have acted outside of time such that when those things happen they align that's what makes it god are we together guys do you understand me and so god's modus operandi particularly when it comes to salvation is what is that he speaks and the entirety of creation aligns glory to jesus hallelujah look at other places look at acts chapter 3 and verse 15 acts 3 and verse 15 he says and kill the prince of life whom god has raised from the dead whereof we are witnesses can you see again he says you kill the prince of life whom god has raised from the dead whereof we are witnesses so clearly the involvement of god that we see in the work of salvation is what is that he raised up jesus from the dead are we together guys look at somewhere else look at acts chapter 4 and verse 10 acts 4 and verse 10 he says be it known unto you all and to all the people of israel that by the name of jesus christ of nazareth whom you crucified whom god raised from the dead he says even by him does this man stand before you whole can you see he says whom you crucified whom god raised from the dead hallelujah glory to jesus lastly go to acts chapter 10 acts 10 from verse 39 to 40. acts chapter 10 from verse 39 to 40. glory to jesus hallelujah acts chapter 10 from verse 39 to 40 are you there are you there so everybody let's read together one two go and we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the jews and in jerusalem he says whom they slew and hanged on a tree him god raised up the third day and showed him openly hallelujah so in what do we see god's involvement in salvation in the what? in the resurrection hallelujah glory to jesus you know I've, I've said this you know before again and again that um 2020 2023 Carizo bible conference we are going to do a study through all of the sermons in the book of acts hallelujah and we're going to pay attention to the common theme of the gospel across various sermons hallelujah glory to jesus but what i just want to say all together to let you see is this is that god's involvement in salvation fundamentally is the resurrection hallelujah and how did he cause the resurrection to be he spoke it into existence amen hallelujah when you understand the fact that even when god wanted to create the entire world in its raw form in the rawest form of everything you see here today how god brought it to pass was by what was by speaking are we together hence there is nothing that he needs to do on the earth that he cannot do by speaking do you understand me hallelujah say god's modus operandi god's modus operandi or the way god works on the earth is by speaking hallelujah glory to jesus amen look at isaiah 46 or before that go to ephesians 1 and verse 11 ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11 ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11 and you see when you understand this there is a certain level of confidence you have in words of prophecy you know one of the things i've realized oftentimes about people is there are two extremes when it comes to prophecy when it comes to people, people that receive prophecies there are two extremes that i've seen again and again first of all you have those people who they don't get prophecies often in their churches or ministries or whatever they don't get prophecies often so maybe the pastor saw you saw something about your future and says ah i see you in the u.s in two years say ah pastor theory that's what he saw. I shared it. You know that? And so, what now happens? Now, they believe that because God has said it, it's going to happen. So, you can even find some people who go as wild as they won't bother with anything, visa, interview, say, ah, what he saw, I shared it. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Now that's one. But then now there's also now the side which unfortunately a lot of us fall into of word men where we've gotten so used to prophecies we do not realize how efficacious they are hallelujah glory to jesus you know one of the consistent things i've seen again and again is this or let me just give you guys an experience so a, a couple of weeks ago someone reached out to me and it was someone who um met me december last year met me and told me to pray for him and just to give him some words of direction towards this year that's 2022 so i you know, prayed in tongues and then i told him a couple of things now something not so good happened and then he reached out to me and we, while we were talking i was i was not calm and the reason i was not calm was because ah, something like this can happen to you and i didn't see it so i said bring the prophecies i gave you and luckily it was it was with his phone and then brought it out and then like we just went through and i said ah, see it now i told you this 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 and this and in essence he says ah, I said, I did not know that this is how. <laughs> See, I did not know that this is how this thing was supposed to happen. I want to look and say, now you now made me look like a false prophet. <laughs> you know, like, I have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Just like God called me. <laughs> don't be. So you have people who, on one hand, believe that ah, if God has said it. So there is such a thing as the over reliance on the providential nature of God, such that if God has said it, I don't have to do anything. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. And then there are now some other set of persons who they've gotten so used to prophecies that they do not realize how powerful words of prophecies are. Hallelujah. Listen to me. When a word is spoken over your life, listen, at the point when that word was spoken, particularly when it was God that said it to, not just some random person, when God speaks a word over your life, listen, everything that needs to happen for that word to come to pass is already in play. Hallelujah. When he says it, it's as good as it has happened. Now, are there certain places where your involvement can be needed? Of course. There are certain times when you need to yield. There are certain times when you need to do certain things to see those words of prophecy come to pass in your life. But fundamentally, when he has spoken it, it's as good as it has come to pass. Are we together, guys? Do you understand it? So when a word of prophecy comes to you, there is a way to receive it. You begin to live your life in accordance. Don't don't joke with words of prophecy. Don't joke with them. Don't get so familiar with them. Don't get so familiar with them. When God says something to you, you hold on to it. Hold on to it. You know, there's something that God has been doing to me very recently. And some of you probably have noticed it. There's times when I'll get a word. And even after a month, I'll still... The word keeps coming back. Again, how many of you remember? There are words like that. that I keep, and sometimes... Now, here is where it gets interesting. Sometimes... I remember the word. Then I chat the person up that I gave the word. The person and say, "Ah, sir, I'm sorry, oh, it has actually happened." They say, ah. "That's how much we don't esteem prophecies anymore. We just see it as, I mean, anyways, Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. They are powerful words. That's how God works on the earth. He speaks. Hallelujah." Glory to Jesus. Say I esteem words of prophecy. So now, let's look at Isaiah chapter 46. Let me show you something interesting. Isaiah 46, from verse 8 to 11. Isaiah chapter 46. Mambraka shifeliko pondroti stefelege brugodina vatradika benedile biatiasus. Vele mandretigo bashushte veleke prugodavenugodila mandretike venedile bediati. Isaiah chapter 46, from verse 8 to 11. Isaiah 46, from verse 8 to 11. Say I'm never stranded. 
I'm never confused. I know what to do. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Say he who is above is above all. Ah, you need to say that more confidently. He who is above is above all. See, I'm walking in favor. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm walking in favor. I can never be stopped. By the power of the Spirit. I'm walking in favor. In the name of Jesus. People are coming from afar to favor me. Oh, people are coming from afar to favor me. People are seeing visions of me to favor me by the power of the Holy Ghost. People are seeing visions of me to favor me by the power of the Holy Ghost. I am above. I'm never beneath. By the power of the Spirit, I have all that I need. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, you should say that again. Say, I have all that I need. By the power of the Spirit, I have all that I need. I always win. I always win. I always win. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You know, I told you guys again and again. You see, one of the things that you must learn how to do is to flow with the state of the Spirit. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You need to learn how to know when there is a stay. Hallelujah. And then you jump right in. Hallelujah. You know, it's just like that man at the pool of Bethesda. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just feel it. Amen. You just, yeah. Ah, you jump. Amen. Hallelujah. So, if that's the reason why you don't flow in utterance, it's that simple, though. Some of you think that to flow in utterance, you need to, you know, get like first three sentences in your spirit and then you, ah, uh, if you continue like that, you will not flow. Hallelujah. There are times when you just, you just, ah, uh, you know. Hallelujah. You know that at that point in time is the time. Glory to Jesus. And as it comes like that, you just speak words. Hallelujah. Times when you're on your system, you just, you are praying, ah, you know it. You drop, you say, nothing dies in these hands. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You know, every single time when there are certain people that when I watch their videos, I just know something's gonna happen. It's not even it's not there's no point. For example, there's no single time I've seen healing streams by Pastor Christian Akilume that I've been able to sit down my seat. It has never happened. Hallelujah. The mildest of it, I will shake. Like that's the mildest is I will I would just vibrate on my chair. That's mildest. The most serious of it, I fell off my chair once. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That's how to flow with the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You feel a steering. You feel a leading. Sometimes you're talking to your friend. You're just, you're just talking to them. And you just you sense something. Let me give you guys an experience. There was a time when I was... I took um, bolts in Lagos. So, <laughs> I took a cab right, in Lagos. And now this has never happened to me before. Generally, I don't... Words about like finances, financial something, something, supernatural miracle of meaning. I don't, I don't really give it. All right. Now, I think before the meeting, and I think I'll even confess, it's not even a meeting. Before I entered the boat, I think I was listening to, I was listening to a song that is not the kind of song you expect, man of God. You know, just I was listening to a normal song. Let me just put it that way. And then I enter Im- immediately. I entered the boat. Something changed. And. I just all of a sudden, this song by uh, Minister Dunsi Oyeko, um, I proclaim, you are the one backing us up and stuff. It just came to my spirit. Now you you don't you don't understand how weird it is when just before you enter a car, you were playing. Initially, there was song in my ears, so I was just not. I mean, fresh boy, Lagos boy, you know that. And then I entered the car, and the moment I sit down, now the song was still in my ear, and something else just burst up in my spirit. And I began to speak in tongues. From where the person picked me till I got home, I couldn't stop. And now I now here is the interesting thing. I knew 
that 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 meant something. In fact, I knew what it was actually, and that was the first time I'd ever seen it in my life. I saw a wall of fever, like a fence of fever around him. I'd never seen something like that in my life. Now, you, this is why the things of the spirit are funny. Now, the the Holy Ghost that showed me the vision was now battling with the word man in me, because I'm I'm, I'm like me. I will tell somebody that I saw a fence of fever. What does that even mean? It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound theological. Just uh, left to me. And, uh, what's the exigency? Yeah, don't let me lie to you. Even a friend of mine, quite frankly, even a friend of mine meets me and tells me that I saw a wall of favor around you. I first look at yeah, when I quit with him, dog, you you're already you're yearning dust, you know. And but I, even after we had ended the trip, everything I think I had paid, I just could not stand up. And then I turned to him, and then I said, you know, those words over his life and it was like he was expecting it because the moment i started speaking he just lifted his hands in the car i, I knew that if i stayed in that place i would scatter that car i would turn it to the ghost it's not even quick in it so i i left i stepped out of the car i was i i still felt that part like i'd never seen something like that before that's how to flow in the things of the spirit see if unless you learn that you will not learn spontaneity with the holy ghost are we together are you with me do you understand me so and that's the thing it started as a song. Do you get? Now, I could have just heard the song in my mind. I say, ah, that's funny. You do see you come out listening to Minister Kenny. Don't worry. <laughs> some of you are, some of you don't want to hear that song that I was listening to. It will not come out. It's not like you tag me on Twitter and throw me. It's not you. It's not going to happen. So, now, it just started as a song. But then, what did I do? I, I just, let me listen to it. Do you understand? Let me just hear what he's saying. And then I flowed in that direction. Are we together, guys? So, other times, it's a song you just get in your devotion. While you're just, you know, you're just praying. You just get a particular song in your spirit. You sing it. Are we together? You sing it. Sometimes it's, it's just a phrase. It's a word. You can't, you don't, you're not, it's, sometimes it comes by prayer. You've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. It just bursts open in you. Some other times, you're not doing anything. You just sense something. You flow. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That's how to order your life with words. That's how to order your life with words. That's it. That's it. So Isaiah chapter 46 from verse 8 to 11. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There's someone here, you've of late been having issues with your parents. And it's not issues really. It's just the plans they have for your life is not the same thing that you have for your life. And so you are having a little bit of clash. I know. Listen. What you need to do is to speak words. Amen. Speak words. Spend time speaking words. You know, I heard a particular testimony from Pastor Seko. Pastor Seko said he said he has a son, and they you know they were reporting his son consistently in school. And his son was always causing tra- tantrums and so on and so forth. He says no problem. So the next day, he took his son's uniform. As he was present, he was speaking in tongues. Spoke in tongues well as he was present. He closed. Oh, he was saying ah, that doesn't sound. Ah, let me teach you something. Eh? Let me tell you, when I flow in the miraculous or in the power of God, I don't do Greek or Hebrew. Amen. Hallelujah. Can it work? That's it. You'll be there, you'll be whining. What's the Greek word for clothes? And how does you know how does the power within you how does it move into the clothes? And I mean, at the end of the day, why can't you just lay his hands on the boy? Abby? Yes or no? Some of you, if you were with Jesus when he was alive. You will have problems with him. You will have. Because when the day he carries mud and spits into it, 
and put it on somebody's eyes. Twitter will carry it. You say, have they, has he not been healing people without doing that before? Why must he use mud in this one? Then you now begin to hear, do you know about the mental health of the guy? He must have degraded the guy. Do you know what it means? He didn't even just use paper. He used sand. Mud. So don't make it worse. He's passing sweets. Do you know, Jesus will not be trendy. Hashtag Jesus. Hashtag mud, mud spitter. Like that. Let me teach you. See, when it comes to the flow of the Holy Ghost, I mean, anything is possible. Are we together? I, I, they do Greek and Hebrew study. You know, they study. But when it comes to the flow, you flow. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Somebody has given me tie. Like tie before. I held it. I could not stand. I ran. Tie. Like this same tie on somebody's neck. I gave it in my hand like this. I ran away. It's power. Oh. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, for you, the, this thing, the answer for you, I now I don't know say you should not carry your mommy's wrapper. <laughs> I don't know say you should carry your mommy's wrapper and now speak words into it or something. Mm-mm. The instruction for you is to speak words. Are we together? Do you understand me? But what I'm not trying to let you see is that when it comes to the miraculous or the flow of God's power, don't be too rigid. Are we together? Don't be too rigid. Anything is possible. Amen? Hallelujah. And so also don't criticize miracles when you don't understand it. For your sake. When you don't understand miracles, don't criticize it. There was a time, for example, when I gave a word of knowledge in one of our weekly teachings and I said there was someone who had a pain in his back. And I said... The instruction for you is to stretch. Me too. You think it was not weird when I gave it? Because me too, I was thinking, like, okay, God, you've given the word. Why not just say, in the name of Jesus, you are healed? Like, which one is easier? In the name of Jesus, you are healed or stretch? So I feel like God's self was, like, showing me that, at the end of the day, let me give you a word of knowledge. If you like, talk, if you like, no talk, it's a problem. So I said, now, here is where it gets interesting. Because sometimes this thing can also be funny. So now, I gave the word of knowledge. And somebody reached out to me almost immediately. But said, sir, I think the word of knowledge is for me. But the problem is I had my own pain at the, at the top. So like close to my neck. I say, I say God, you see now. Maybe I had rubbish. Show. Maybe I should have just said there's pain in the back. And you know that day, it was specific. I said at the center. You remember the word? I said at the center of the back. See, maybe I have had rubbish. Maybe just like the way I had rubbish of stretch your back. Maybe I've also had rubbish of middle. Maybe it's just the entire. And then somebody, <laughs> the devil is crazy. Not to, you would have gave me testimony. Not since devil that used you. But somebody now came again and said, Sir, I think the word is also for me. But the problem is that it's at the bottom. <laughs> somebody came to me and said, The problem is that. So now I'm wondering, one has at the top. One has at the top. The place where I now gave word of knowledge about. <laughs> It was that they met in the middle. <laughs> you know, so I will not. I will not even lie. At that point, time I was like, man of God, maybe that time it was this thing. Maybe it's not Holy Ghost. Maybe, maybe you saw it too. Just now, but maybe because you're using glasses, just saw somewhere else. You get and something like that. Then, it, interestingly, about maybe two or three days after, the person. <laughs> some of you, God will judge you. You want to turn me to false prophet. <laughs> the person now end up and I say, and it, the way you always say this was annoying me sometimes. You see, I think the word is for me. So wait, you have a pain in the middle of your back. You are now saying I think the word is for me. No, where else did it be for? <laughs> I don't say ah. Anyway, Sha, all the best. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Isaiah forty six eight to eleven. 
So he says, he says, remember this and show yourselves men. Why I was not saying all of that was just to say, when it comes to the flow of the things of the Spirit, don't think too much. Are we together? Even when you don't understand, it just flow. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. See, let me tell you the truth. Some of us will never be able to answer the reason why the pool in Bethsaida only um, moves once a year. We don't know why. Amen? If there is no theological foundation for it, you know, you might want to see it and say, ah, but why? How many of you have ever looked at that place before and said, what if they entered even if the water wasn't moving with, and they got healed? Have you ever thought that way before? Like you want to be critical about it. You're like you want to force the theology behind it. Have you ever thought, you've thought that way before now? See, don't be smart. Do you think there are no people that have thought about it? Do you get the other people that have thought about it? Well, let me tell you the truth. Sometimes it's okay being able to say, I don't understand. Amen? Sometimes, that, now of course, you know, if I'm doing that, it's not because I'm too lazy to go through scriptures to go and check why. But the point is this when it comes to the miraculous, don't be too critical. Do you understand me? Don't be too critical. Any, listen, the days when water can turn to fuel in a car is not over. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, this is not me saying you have a car. Then you, <laughs> then you go and look for water and pour inside it. Your engine will knock. Do you understand me? But this is what I'm saying. If I ever get stranded somewhere, do you understand? There's no petrol station around. Amen? It's one of two things. I would have put my hand on that car. Don't let me lie to you. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm either going to put my hand on that car and say, better move. Or I'll pour water inside. If you like, say this thing. If I don't say this thing. And let me tell you the truth. It's going to move. Amen? Hallelujah. Are we together? You know why? Because when it comes to the miraculous, I don't think. That, 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 somebody asks the question, they say, how do medical uh, personnel, how do you heal? I say, because when I'm laying hands, I don't use brain. Do you understand? Now, if someone comes to me and say, I have a pain in my knee. Now, I'm a physiotherapist. I know the part of it, at least I used to know anyways. <laughs> the part of my mother must not see this someone. I knew what, like, the part of physiology, the kidney, the kidney. But listen, if I'm praying for the person, I'll be talking to the pain like the pain exists. Now, I know that there's no there's no element called pain. I know that what causes pain is something called substance speed that enters you. But listen, when I'm praying for the knee, I'll be praying for the knee like it can hear me. Do you understand? Because there's no brain involved. Do you get it? So that is number one principle to flow in the Holy Ghost. Speak word like it can hear you. Amen. Hallelujah. Imagine trying to reason with Red Sea. You are done for. Pharaoh and <laughs> you say, ah, the velocity of the world. <laughs> well, you're not ready. Just just go back to Egypt and be eating your garlic and onion. <laughs> so Isaiah 46 from verse 8. He says, Remember this and show yourselves men. He says, Bring it again to mind. You transgressors. Okay, verse 9. He says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, there is none else. He says, I am God, there is none like me. Hallelujah. Look at what he says. He says, Declaring the end from the beginning he says and from ancient times the things that are not yet done he says saying my counsel shall stand and i will do all my pleasure hallelujah glory to jesus you see there is nothing better than knowing that you serve a god that knows the end from the beginning glory to jesus he knows the end from the beginning and this is one of the very important i'm going to probably teach on the leading of the spirit next year it's one of the most important things to know about the leading of the spirit you have a god that knows the end from the beginning no matter how smart you are you can't see the end are we together? If no matter how smart you are, you can't predict what the outcome of your input is. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Are we together, guys? So it changes everything to know that this is a God that knows the end from the beginning. If he's saying something, he knows what he is saying. Are we together, guys? And now look at what he says. He says, 
um in verse okay 10 he says declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done he says saying my counsel shall stand i will do all my pleasure look at verse 11 he says calling a ravenous bread from the east the man that executed my counsel from a far country yea i have spoken it i will also bring it to pass i have proposed this i will also do it listen to me has god told you a thing and you look around you and you say ah there's nobody around here that can do it listen he will bring a man from a far country are we together? He will, ah, man, threat, ego, fan, susto, legebriatis. He will bring the men that need to do the work. Are we together, guys? You need to stop. You need to. You need to ah, stop thinking. To God said the word. Are we together? He said it. You didn't ask him. Jesus, it's a different thing if you know you force them to say that you must say this one. You must say this one. Then he says that. Let me just say so you leave me alone. That's not it. He said the word. It is his integrity to protect. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? And so, if like Cornelius, you are a man who, you know, you give to the poor, you fast consistently, so on and so forth. Listen, as a reason of your heart to God, it will bring a man you've not met before. Even if it's by division of the night. Are we together, guys? Do you understand? That's it. It will bring a man from a far country. From a far country. That's how you need to see it. So, maybe God has told you, you know, this and this and this is going to happen. This and this and this is going to happen through that business. This and this is going to happen through your ministry, so on and so forth. And then you look around you and you say, ah, hey, where, where will the resources come from? Where will the people that we, you know, eh? Hallelujah. It will bring a man from a far country. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. If a person needs to be appeared to by the vision of the night, they, it will appear to them. Are we together? They will wake up and all they will hear is your name. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That's all they will hear. All they will see is your face. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That's how it's done. Amen. That's how ministry is done. Glory to Jesus. You know, there are, <laughs> you, there are some people who, they, are, they, they, they wear suits so you know that they are men of God. Hallelujah. They wear the suits. Wear three pieces. There are some others who, they won't wear the suits. They are wearing t-shirts so much you think they are not men of God. But they can't hide it. Hallelujah. Because people will randomly walk up to you and say, I sense you have a call of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. It got so bad at some point for me. I stopped making new friends. So it became, it became terrible. It became very terrible. Actually. You, are, you meet new people. Just talk to them. for, And you're not even talking Bible. Just talking something random with them. And you just say, you have a call of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That's how, that's how you, he brings calls to pass. Hallelujah. So possibly, you know, there are some things that God has laid on your heart. And maybe none of your friends are supporting you. Don't, don't be annoyed. Yes, I don't have to posting useless posts on WhatsApp. Saying they thought they could bury us. They did not know we are a seed. We rise. Uh, like Gary, we rise. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay with the Holy Ghost. Are we together, guys? Can you hear me? Stay with the Holy Ghost. It's going to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. So, now I want to show you something very interesting. In that verse 11, Isaiah 46 and verse 11, where it says, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it, I will also do it. Now, there's something, there's a figure of speech in the Bible known as Endiadis. I'm just going to spell it. Or Endiadis. It is H-E-N-D-I-A-D-Y-S. And diadis and diadis. Which, which of them? Diadis or diadis? H e n d i a d y s. Diadis or diadis? You say? Hmm? Diadis. 
Hendiadis or Hendiadis? Hendiadis. <laughs> Anyways, Hendiadis. And what it means it, it, is that it's a combination of two or three phrases, words or sentences to explain the same thing. So let's see some examples. So it's the combination of two or three phrases, words or sentences to explain the same thing. Let's see some examples. Look at Psalms chapter 27. Psalms 27 and verse 1. Psalms chapter 27 and verse 1. And I've always told you guys before again and again that Bible study is studying through grammar. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You know, I've said this before. I said the Bible was written, it was written for you, but not to you. Are we together, guys? It was written for you, but not to you. And one of the ways you know that the Bible wasn't written to you was that fundamentally it was written in Hebrew and Greek. Are we together, guys? So clearly the people who wrote it did not even have you in mind. It's not that they did not hope that the gospel would not spread to you, but the point is that the point where they were writing, they didn't even know that you were going to exist. Do you get it? Are we together, guys? And so the best way to understand the Bible would be to look at it the way the people it was written to would have looked at it. Do you understand me? Are we together, guys? Very good. So, let's look at Psalms 27. So that's the reason why we do like figure of speech, so on and so forth. Because there are certain discrepancies in grammar. Are we together, guys? There are some things that you'll find in the Hebrew language, for example. You might not exactly find in the English language. Are we together? There are certain ways some things are shown. For example, let me give you a very good example. In the Hebrew, if you guys remember when I was explaining fools and Slovaks in um, Luke 24. And I said, the word fools there is the Greek word anointis. And I said, the word A there is alpha. Used to denote a negative form. Like the opposite of it. But you know, in English, we don't have something like that. If you want to denote so, like the opposite of something, you say not something. Or a different word. Do you get me? So the idea of adding A or alpha to the front of a word. Now, not, that does not mean that every word in the Greek that has A starting it is the opposite to. But in this context, whenever alpha is used in Greek before the word, it is the opposite of that word. Are we together, guys? So, there are certain nuances in grammar, for example, you find in language that you don't find everywhere. Are we together? Do you understand me? For example, O and E in Yoruba. To, <laughs> that O and E are split families, has caused wars. Do you understand me? Some people are still recovering from it. You, greet, you, greet, you tell somebody that you are supposed to say, um, Eka Aro. And I say, maybe car raw. <laughs> that thing you just did there can be the reason for World War Three. I'm telling you. <laughs> There's something I want to say. <laughs> I had an experience yesterday, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> so, okay. So, now look at Psalm 27 and verse 1. Psalm 27. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? So, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of, of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He's speaking about the same thing. Are we together? But it's just a means of speaking. So it says those two. So you have two phrases, alright? But it's speaking about the same thing. Does that make sense, guys? Are we together? Look also at Psalms chapter 107 and verse 10. Psalms 107 and verse 10. Psalms 107 and verse 10. Psalms 107 and verse 10. Now, it says, it says, Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. So now, he says, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. The second statement here is actually just explaining what he said in the first statement. Are we together, guys? So it's a mannerism that uses different phrases, alright, but it's talking about the same thing. Do you understand my point? Are we together, guys? Are we together? Now, back to Isaiah 46 and verse 11. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 11. So back there. Isaiah 46 and verse 11. Now, pay attention. 
He says, calling a ravenous bird from the east. He says, the man that executed my counsel from a far country. He says, yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. He says, I have proposed it. I will also do it. So now, pay attention to from this point here. That's the second part. What they call B. He says, yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. I will also do it. So, that phrase is talking about the same thing. That he has said it or he has planned it and it will come to pass. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? But he speaks about it in two different ways. Now, here is where it gets interesting. You see, the verb here that it says, um, let me, okay, that it says, bring it to pass. Exactly. Bring it to pass there. Now, there's something in the Hebrew called the Hifil verb or H-I-F-I-L. You can check this online whenever you're free. H-I-F-I-L. The E-feel verb or the high-feel verb. I don't really know how it's spelled. But now, the, what that verb does is that it's a mannerism of expression of a verb where it reports causative action as an active verb. Let me explain. So, for example, in a place where the normal expression is supposed to be to cause to kill, he says it as to kill. Are we together? So, it's... Um, can someone so in a case where it's a causative action where you cause somebody to do something or you cause something to happen it says it as you did it do you understand my point are we together so the way the verb always works is when you see so this is one of the reasons why when you study the old testament and it's something that it says god did some of the expressions are he few verbs where it wasn't necessarily that god did it but rather that there was someone else who did it that what we actually see is the move of god that made that person do it are we together guys do you understand me but that's a nuance in hebrew it's a manner of speaking are we together guys interestingly that is the only verb in isaiah 46 and this bring it to pass here is the only of such expression in the rest the rest of them are in their proper tenses are we together guys are we together now this is why it's very important now when he says i have spoken it I will also bring it to pass. Bring it to pass there makes, makes it look like it is God that is actively doing something to make it come to pass. Do you understand my point? Are we, are we together, guys? But when you understand that this is an if you verb where it is actually a causative action, but it is reported as an active verb, what that would mean is this, is that it's not necessarily that he brings it to pass in himself. It's that he causes it to come to pass. Do you understand me? are we together guys are we together so now here is why it's interesting if the second phrase is explaining the first phrase because they are the same thing right a equals b b equals a does that make sense guys so it will mean if we want to understand god's mechanism of doing things he says i have proposed it i will also do it how does he do the things he has proposed simple he says i have spoken it i will cause it to come to pass does that make sense guys are we together guys so by the fact that he has spoken it what happens? That speaking is the causing to come to pass. Do you understand my point, guys? If he says it, it will achieve what he has said. Are we together, guys? And that's why he says that such is the word that comes out of my mouth. It will never come back unto me void. So if he says it, it is sure that it's going to come to pass. Why? Because by the speaking of those words, are we together? There is an activity that will make whatever he has said come to pass. Does that make sense, guys? Are we together? So in God's mechanism of operation on the earth, what is the most foundational thing that he speaks? If he speaks, that speaking eh, has all it that is needed for it to come to pass. This is one of the reasons why we know eh, that the gospel will cover the earth. 
Amen. Hallelujah. God's people is going to cover the earth. That's just, it's not why God has said it. Amen. Glory to Jesus. There will be opposition, there will be trials, there will be persecution, so on and so forth. But this gospel will reach everywhere. Glory to Jesus. Why? Because he has said it. And because he has said it, it's so spectacular that because he has said it, eh, even if men will not pick their brain and go somewhere, and the gospel needs to reach Africa, Philip will be teleported to meet a particular Ethiopian eunuch in the desert who is on his way to Africa. Are we together, guys? Do you understand my point? Because why? God has already said it that the gospel will reach him. Do you understand me? This is one of the reasons why you understand why certain supernatural occurrences need to happen. Sometimes, some things will happen out of the natural order of things because men are not thinking in that direction. Are we together, guys? Don't forget that at this point in time, this was the point in time where nobody was preaching to Gentiles. Everybody was preaching to Jews. In fact, at this particular point in time in Act 6, every, oh, that was um, Ethiopian eunuch, that was Act 8. Just before, before this time, people didn't used to necessarily go out of Jerusalem to preach. It was until after the persecution of Stephen happened that people were now going out to preach. Are we together? So normally, people had the mindset of staying in a particular place. Do you understand my point? And so now, the gospel needs to spread. People are possibly not thinking of Africa. But God knows that he needs a work to be done there. And so what does he do? He carries a man and then tell him, this is the reason. So now, if you are wasting your time trying to learn the supernatural principles behind the teleportation of Philip, do you understand? Because even Philip did not do anything for it. Notice that after that time, we don't hear about it happening to Philip anymore. Do you understand? Because it's not a principle to follow. It's a supernatural working because of something that God wants to happen on the earth. Do you get it? Imagine, for example, you ask Joseph, and say, Joseph, I want you to give me the keys behind the four P's of your life. Have you, you guys have heard the mystery of the four P's. Pits to, pits to what? Potiphar's house, Potiphar's house to prison, prison to. Personally, if I was Joseph, if I don't write book, publish out. Onto one or two bestsellers. Say, you're not going to miss him and say, give me the principles behind the four P's of your life. Do you realize Joseph himself did not know how? If you were Joseph, just put it together. Do you realize that at the point when his brothers were selling him off? Like, just think about it. You are the one. Your brothers are saying, well, it's not so hard for me to think about it. You know the kind of brothers I am. Anyways, but just think about it. Like, they were burning you out like this. And they are selling you off. Who at that point thinks he's working in God's plan for his life? If it was, amen? If it was left... <laughs> It just sounded very funny to me. If it was led to Joseph, there, do you know that he would say, ah, no, no way, I'm going back to my father's house. How will you tie me like this that I can sleep? And knowing, I'm not saying anything, no. But with what Joseph used to do, you can kind of feel like he was a spoiled boy. Is that boy that used to talk anyhow to his senior brothers? I, I'm just saying, but it looks like he's, he's giving that kind of vibe. Just that. Now, so imagine you now tie that one down. You now, by yourself, you maybe got did something and he got released do you really think he will know that ah god has sent me forth to egypt to take care of eh he will go back to his father's house are we together guys are you with me do you understand so listen most of the time pay attention when it comes to the workings of god you must understand this it's not everything you will understand are you with me the problem with us is that we try to control the entire process you want to know how things are going to move from day one to day two. You want to be actively involved in the entire process. It doesn't work like that. Certain things will happen that you might not catch a drift of. 
you might not exactly understand what's going but no problem god is between the boots do you understand are you with me that's it that's it see listen how would the disciples have understood the miracle of jesus coming the sea if there was no storm are we together guys are we together guys? how would they have understood the problem is people want it to be that because jesus is in the boots will never have a storm how would they know that it is possible to come a storm do you understand me what if those things happening in your life and those things that you are seeing are possibly opportunities for you to see the power of god are you with me guys why not just trust in his providence that he has said it it will come to pass and i'm saying this as regards ministry as well see there are times when it doesn't make any sense he doesn't at all. He doesn't make anything. Not say reach the world, reach the kingdom, and your entire global ministry. Hey, need you five kilo? No accounts. Global emphasis on global. Are we together? What? I don't like the way she was laughing. Is that something I need to know? Because <laughs> when you are laughing, <laughs> hope I'm not giving a word of knowledge. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, okay, no problem. Because I just have to be very clear. The way you were laughing, I didn't like it. <laughs> so, but as I was saying. Now, there are times when it won't look like it. Are we together, guys? But you see, the short is this God has said it. Are we together? Do you understand? Imagine also if you were with God at the point in time where God says, Ah, God just imagines the possibility of light. Now, all your life, you've always lived in darkness. You you, You don't even know that there's such a thing as light. You don't know it exists. Are we together, guys? You've never seen it before. You've not heard of it before. And then, some he just randomly says, Ah, did you know it's possible for there to be illumination? You say, what's illumination? you get like what where does it come from and he says this now the first problem is you being even able to convict to conceive it in your mind that it's even possible are we together now at that point in time you might think that this man let's just maybe you're already comfortable in that darkness you know when you're used to something for so long there's no problem with it are you together do you understand me like maybe i'm maybe i'm comfortable here just leave me where i can control everything don't don't make me don't maybe you're already comfortable with that sickness do you understand? I'm, I already know how I used to manage it. When it comes that time, that month, I already know every month between the second and the fourth. This is the kind of headache I used to have. I, I didn't. I thought this that, that I'm saying. I thought it was a joke until I realized that actually people like that, that at certain periods of the year they know they will fall sick, and like they don't. And now listen, it's easy to say they don't have faith. When you've declared, decreed, spoke God's word, spoken in tongues, everything, and that you've done it all the years of your life, and you at some point you just say maybe it's the will of god amen i know there's a way we can do our theology we'll wrap it around it so that point in time you'll be sick there's no more they're already used to it there's no need for prayer anymore there's no need for tongues or the holy ghost you even believe that if you even tell your pastor it's the way it used to happen every year there's no need there's no problem maybe your pastor wants to pray say don't need to stress yourself it will soon go <laughs> that's how we used to come it's we go there's no problem me and the guy we know how we used to do it. just let me take like three parastamol with two um and diclofenac and what else again just add everything together just drink it everything will come down just that listen there are certain times when it might not make sense are we together but those are the times when you can see the miraculous power of god the most are we together guys do you understand me exactly so just learn to trust in god's word that's it sometimes just you it's okay to say i don't understand but if you said it i dare to believe hallelujah i dare to believe 
I dare to be. I just, I dare, I just dare to believe. It doesn't make any sense, but I dare to believe. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Imagine you are the woman with the issue of blood. All the years of your life, at least for the last 12 years of your life, you've always been bleeding. That's what you are used to. There's no more, pro- in fact, you've gotten so used to it. There's no, now, look at what the Bible says. It says, she had spent all she had in the hands of doctors and physicians. Now, not just did they not resolve it. It says it got worse. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And now, all of that happens. And now she hears of one Jesus. People, people don't understand how serious that is. Do you know what it means for you to, for 12 years, have a particular sickness? For 12 years. And you still have the capacity. Not that you heard this man's sermons. You know, it's not like today when there's MP3. And you say, ah, let me hear the sermon of your pastor. Let me even know how it is. She had never heard anything. She had just heard that this man heals. Just like she would have heard about other physicians. Don't forget. And other guys that they healed too. And nothing happened. And now she hears about this guy. Doesn't even understand the theology that he's the son of God. Just knows that he's a random guy that does miracles. And now this one, he lays hands and he heals. Those other ones, remember, they will give you drug akopo, everything. And yes, you will not be healed. This one, based on what I heard, in fact, to make things worse, he packed mud together and spat on it to heal somebody. That's the person you want to go and meet. Eh? What will he do for you? Do you maybe, maybe that's the reason why she just said, you know what? Maybe I'll just start the end of his government and go. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> you know, but now in her heart she proposes. Now, you know what's interesting about that portion? We don't know how long she proposed. We don't know how long she had heard of Jesus before she met him. We don't know if it was a year or six months. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? But she trusted. She just believed. Listen to me. What will lose? What will you lose if you don't believe? Or if you believe? I mean, if you don't believe. It's not like it's gonna change anyways. But you see, the problem is this is this is believing makes you vulnerable. Believing makes you hope. It gives you the idea that maybe it's still possible that this thing changes. And you see that vulnerability is the problem. Because I mean, at the end of the day, even if you don't believe, it's not like it's gonna change. So why is the issue? Why can't you just believe? It's the vulnerability that makes it happen. Just and I mean, is it not better than being vulnerable without your ex? Look at you now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't be annoyed. Don't be angry. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> ah man. Anyways, but I, God is worth being vulnerable with. Are we together? Are we together, guys? And imagine if we do not have the story of a woman who was sick for twelve years. How would we comfort people who are in that same position? Now, this is not to say it was good that she went through what she went through. Are we together? But the fact that there's a testimony of a woman who bled for 12 years and got healed is what is enough standing for us to hold on to and say, you know what? It won't matter how long a particular situation stays. You can be healed. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? So trust in God's providential nature. If if he has said he can heal you, choose to believe he can heal. Sometimes it's a general word. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's a general word. Sometimes he gives a word to a particular, you know, ministry or to a particular family or something and says, you know what? You guys are going to do better financially. And sometimes the way the devil works, the devil is so crazy, is the point when he said you are going to begin to do better financially, things now go worse. Things, oh God. Things now go worse. And ah, you're not wondering, did God speak? Did he not speak? Is this man of God fake? Is he not? Well, he always wears, he's always dressing. I always knew that this one. 
the fine boy with the barbie feed. I always knew. There are some of you like, that was in your heart. God will judge you. <laughs> After all this, my study, you always knew. Amen. Hallelujah. So why did I say everything I said? I said everything I said just for you to know this. That if God speaks a word, it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And dare to believe God. Dare to believe God. You know, sometimes I say this, that when God says a word to you, when God gives you a word and you doubt it, it's because you stop looking at who God is. Do you know who God is? Do you know who he is? He literally created the world by the breath of his mouth. He spoke words and the world was created. Do you know how crazy that is? That somebody speaks words and lands are shifting together. Like, like you know you call it tectonic plates. Literally, you know that's what happens in earthquakes. When tectonic um, plates begin to shift. Literally, that happened at the creation. And earth gathered together. And now there was space for water. Ah! That's the creation story. Do you realize? Are we together, guys? So, when God speaks a word to you, and it seems like as though it's not happening, I mean, just pay, just think about it. What kind of... Do you know how long when God spoke about... When God made the first, first pronouncement of salvation? Do you know how far it was from when Jesus came? Are we together? Do you understand? But if he has said it, it's going to come to pass. Do you get it? So, the most important thing to you should be this. Did God really say it? See, I'm not... That's what I'm more concerned about. Is it God that said it? If it's God that said it, it will happen. There's no need for you to be shifting mounts. Don't shift mounts for God. You know, there's sometimes you do that too. Just uh, you say, God said, there are some point again, you will not start saying, you know, <laughs> then God will not start saying now. <laughs> the same God that said before, you will just all of a sudden, it, God will now consider your situation and now say, ah, I think I made a mistake and spoke too early. <laughs> you know what? Based on these current things I'm saying, now I'm saying, no. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I dare to believe. I dare to believe God. I dare to believe God. I dare to believe God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Dare to believe. Amen. Hallelujah. So we said, God's primary mode of operation on the earth is that he declares. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. But you know, as I said before, and I'm going to retreat again, that one of the things that we see, or the primary thing we see in creation, is that we see the ability for God to conceive a reality between w- beyond what we see normally. Beyond what you know, we, he, he normally experiences. Hallelujah. The ability to conceive that reality, we see it in God. Amen. And you, see what, you know what's more interesting is this. Is that you need to understand that after the fall of man, let's get there. After the fall of man, after man sinned, go to Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Let's see something there. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. He says, Wherefore hath by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin. He says, And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Hallelujah. So, pay, so now, look at this. He says, Sin entered into the world. Now, I've explained this thing to you guys before, that the word, world here, actually refers to the systems and the affairs of men. Are we together, guys? And so he says, Sin entered into the affairs of men. Hallelujah. It entered into their conduct. It entered into how they lived their lives, how they did things, so on and so forth. Are we together? So, in the entirety of man's activities, there was sin and there was death. Hallelujah. Not just this. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8 from verse 19. Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creature, it says, Waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Verse 20. 
he says for the creature was made subject to vanity he says not willingly but by reason of him who are subjected the same in hope verse 20 he says because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons of god now thank you now what he's saying in this verse basically or from 19 to 21 is that he says the creature eagerly waits for the manifestation of the sons of god and now i know that sometimes people have quoted this to talk about you know like um you say shine forth your glory has come just and so on and so forth and in, in fact so now make things worse if people even quote that verse to talk about maybe healing or maybe um, um working on miracles i might i might not have problem but when you see a verse like this and then the next thing you now see you're shining forth the guy is coming <sighs> is there a problem Jesus, is it, now the way it gets funny is this because the question i want to ask them is this is that so people who are not believers and that have received that miracle you are talking about they are also shiny are we together guys are we together guys now let's get back to the topic here so he says that the endless expectation of the creature awaits the manifestation of the sons of god are we together guys now by context i can't go there because of time but by context from verse 18 go to verse 18 go to verse 18 look at what he says there he says for i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us so he already gives you an idea that he's speaking of something futuristic are we together guys he now continues to say for the earnest expectation of the creature of creation awaits the manifestation of the words sons of god are we together guys he says for the creature was made subject to vanity for creation was made subject to vanity not willingly but as a reason of him who subjected the same in hope in other words man or the world fell under sin not because the world did anything but because man fell under sin are we together guys so what he's speaking about here is something futuristic that has to do with the salvation of not just man but of the world are we together guys that at the, at the glorification of jesus or at the point when man is transfigured there is also going to be um an effect of it on creation are we together guys are, are we together i hope i did not confuse anybody are we together guys very beautiful now i said all of these things to say that so at the point when man sinned what we had not just in man but in the entirety of creation is sin and death are we together guys now you do you understand how possible it then is that in a world in a universe where everything that exists is sin and death you speak forth the possibility of salvation and light the problem is we do not realize how terrible the situation was all that there was on the earth was sin and death do you understand me all there was all that existed in the world was sin depravity and death that was it and do you know what it now means for someone to look into that same situation where all that exists is sin and death and then say that in that same situation from that same woman a seed will come are we together guys a seed will come and as a reason of that seed salvation will come to mankind are we together that itself is an act of faith being able to see a totally different situation are we together and still affirm your plan because do not forget even before the creation of the world the plan of god had always been what that man would be in the image of god does that make sense guys are we together that was the plan genesis chapter 1 verse 26 even before man sinned are we together guys are we together and so even when man sinned god god didn't see that and now say ah uh, mm, 
what's your next week like? Sorry. <laughs> Israel, Israel. As I was saying, God didn't look at that and change his plan. Are we together? Rather, God looked at it and all he could still see was the reality of his plan. Are we together? Do you know how serious it was that the first proclamation that God made, it was the first. Do you realize God was not so annoyed? God, like, after Adam's sin, God did not vex and first talk. After you have talked, finish. He now goes, he now comes back, he now says, however, the seed of the woman will the head of the serpent. Do you, know, do you realize that it was an immediate response to what happened? Are we together? Meaning, despite when there seemed to be a contradiction, all that God saw was his plan. Are we together, guys? Do you understand it? Listen, if you would want to walk in the arena of God, like if you want to do things with God on the earth, one of the things you must learn how to do is to be able to see contradictions like this and still stick to the plan of God. Are we together, guys? Listen, you cannot do the plan of God except that way. Particularly when it comes to ministry. Because listen to me, as I said before, the world is under the dominion of sin. And even now that Christ has made salvation available to all mankind, the reality of it is that the devil is still the prince of this world. He's still the God of this age. Are we together? So naturally, situations and men, consciously or unconsciously, will want to stand against God's plan for you. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? So at certain times, some people will make decrees against the prosperity of the gospel. Sometimes, some men will make regulations against the prosperity of the gospel. Some other times, some men will just hate you for no reason. Just because you are preaching the gospel. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? But you see, the ability to stand, despite what you are seeing, and still say, ah, the gospel will cover the land. That's faith. Hallelujah. It's an ability that started with God himself. And it's a trait we see in the men he has called. Are we together, guys? That's the only way you can do God's work. Through the arena of faith. If you always wait till when things look like it, you will never do it. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So if like Peter, Jesus says, just come and meet me. Now, everybody is always keen to say that, ah, in a while, you know, Peter, why, why were you so scared? Why do you, are, are you crazy? Do you know what it means for a man to walk on water? And if you pay attention to the way the Bible said it, it wasn't his first step. It wasn't his second step. The Bible said he had walked for a while. Then he looked around. And that already shows you that oftentimes times are not. When you see a man who walks in unbelief, the problem is not that he couldn't have walked in faith. He began to look at something else. Are we together? He began to look at something else. So the moment he shifted his gaze from who he was walking towards, and he saw the raging... So that's the thing. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Those things that you are doing are we together those things that you are doing that you are facing god and walking in it listen to me to others is terrifying you are the one that is saying that peter was did not have faith the people in the boat do you know how they would have seen peter just think about it you are with your mates in the boats and then jesus calls on to him that come and join me and your guy just steps out like joke takes the first step on top of water Ah, takes the second step. Takes the third. You know, you know, say it's personally, personally, though. I'm just saying, you know, I feel like at some point when you start thinking, maybe John or James, I think, should be like to do. But now, that's not even all. Now, Jesus takes him up. But this is something that we also forget. They walk back into the boats. Do you get it? So that's the thing. We we for how did they get back into the boats? Peter walked back. Jesus couldn't have backed him. 
<laughs> they walk back. Are we together, guys? Do you understand? But that's it. You can you you have to take your eyes away. Hallelujah. See, listen to me. If you think you will start when things look favorable, chances are you will never start. Are we together? You launch. Just go. Go at it. It might not look like it initially, but go. Has God spoken? If he has, no problem. If he, and see, what if I sink? Well, Peter did. Ask Peter. Which is quite ironic. Judging by the fact that he was a fisherman. But, well, Shadi is not for shit. Let's leave that. I mean, because a fisherman, you sink in water. Who cares? It? Were you even good? But what I mean, I, I can give you more reasons to doubt, anyways, because he also thought throughout the night. But that's by the way. <laughs> Let me continue. But now, what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is simple is that he will call you to come. Amen? Hallelujah. Go. Glory to Jesus. Chances are the reason why you are scared to go is that you are looking at the waves, not at him. Amen? Glory to Jesus. Because if he has told you to come, the ability to walk on water is in that instruction. Come. Thank you for listening. We're sure that it was an amazing time. For questions and inquiries, reach out to us on carysoul.mini at gmail.com. We call you blessed.